Got Tiz the five one half of the five one hundred podcast, and man, I wanted to come talk to y'all today about something that was on my mind. Honestly, I don't know if this podcast gonna come out or when it's gonna come out, but if you listening to it, decide to put it out. Now, I wanna be completely transparent with this conversation. I'm not a guy that engages in beefs. I'm not a guy that likes drama and to entertain going back and forth with men or women. I understand having disagreement and not agreeing on stuff and even getting to a point to where you might not talk to or want to talk to another person. But beef, I don't do that. And it's for a couple of reasons. Number one, I ain't got fucking time. Like, it's so many more things I could be doing. Like, working, podcast, learning more stuff about life, coming up with more subjects, editing. It's so much more stuff I could be doing than going back and forth with niggas or with females. The second reason I don't like doing this is because it can take me places mentally that I don't want to go. So the people that been listening to this podcast know some of my story, know some of the things that I've been through. For you all that don't, I'll give you an example. I was dating this girl a long time ago, like my first girlfriend out of high school. And I went to her house, we kicking it. You know, this is my girlfriend. We just having a good time. And she had a crazy ex-boyfriend. And her crazy ex-boyfriend was cool with her grandfather that stayed on the same street. So her niece came running in on us in the room and was like, hey, so-and-so at granddad house. So of course we look at the wonder and the nigga out there is chopping it up with her granddad. So ain't shit going on in my mind cause I'm like, this shit ain't got nothing to do with me. And she was like, man, it might be time for you to leave and he crazy and I don't want him coming over here starting no problem. And bro, I remember looking at her like, fuck that nigga. What the hell he got to do with me and your relationship? What they got to do with us spending time together? I didn't drive all this damn way to come and leave because some nigga can't let you go. Fuck that. I ain't going nowhere. That's exactly what I told. And we went back, got in the bed, and we kept chilling. So I say about three, four hours passed. It was late. It was damn near one o'clock. So I get up. I'm like, all right, babe, I'm about to dip. So I get in the whip. I take off. Now, this was a one way in, one way out kind of street. 
until you made it to the main road, niggas could block you in and it wasn't shit you could do about it. So I'm heading toward the street so I can get the fuck up out of here. All of a sudden, this SUV come behind me, blowing the horn, flashing lights, all this shit. So it ended up catching with me and running out in front of me. So it run out in front of me, it's pushing me to the side, trying to run me off the road. So we battling. Like we on a one one side, one one way in, one way out road. We just like car jousting almost. We ain't hitting each other car, but we close enough to know that this could go down. So anyway, he ended up beating me to the main road and he cut me off. So he letting the one down, hey bruh. Is so-and-so supposed to be your girl? I'm like, yeah, that's my girl. He was like, nah, nigga, she belonged to me. I'm like, well, shit, nigga, I've been laying in the bed with her. That ain't what she been telling me. He was like, nah, little homie, fuck that. That's my girl, bro. I don't want to see you around here no more. So I'm like, man, fuck you. So I get out the car. He rolled the windows down. It's like 14 niggas in that uh, Yukon or whatever it was. And I'm like... I might want to get my ass back in this car. So I hop in the car. They talking shit. I ain't see no guns or nothing, but I ain't know what them niggas had. And it was a lot of them. 14 might be an exaggeration, but I know it was like eight niggas in there. So they talking shit. Bitch ass nigga. Whole ass nigga. We better not see you around here. The next time we see you around here, niggas going to be in a bag, blah, blah, blah. Now this went on for a good 10 minutes. I can't do shit because I'm blocked in. So it ain't no way I can go. And it really don't make sense for me to be yelling back and forth with niggas that I don't even know what they got on them. So I'm just pretty much just taking the abuse. So finally, the nigga that was leading the whole charge was like, I bet not see your bitch ass over here no more or it's going to be problem. So they finally speed off on the, in the opposite way. So I remember leaving, feeling like a complete bitch. I got home and it was a darkness that swelled up inside of me that I'll never forget. I wanted to kill every one of them niggas. The vengeance and anger in me was so bad that I literally wanted to go buy a gun and kill every one of them niggas. I remember down to the detail one of the nigga teeth. I was going to track this nigga down by his teeth and go get him. That's where unnecessary beef and stupid shit can get. I asked God years ago to purge that side away from me because I never wanted to get to that place again and he didn't. Now, it's only a couple of reasons why I can think he didn't do that. One, because he know I'm a need in one day. Or two, me and my guy speak two different languages and he ain't heard nothing I said in 34 years. I'm starting to believe it's more of the first reason. I don't want that side of me ever to come out again, unless necessary. And beefing with niggas and with females Ain't worth that side of Taz coming out. Oh, Taz, you don't know what you would have did. No, nigga, I know what I would have did because I know what I was feeling. 
I didn't care about no, oh, that's my baby. I didn't care about none of that. All I seen was darkness. And I ain't talking about the Charlie Murphy kind, nigga. I'm talking about demon. I'm talking about niggas sitting in the dog just plotting out how I'm gonna do this shit. That type of shit. So when unnecessary beef and issues are brought to me, I'm automatically like, bro, you can have it. I don't even get no fuck. And that make niggas and women even madder because now they like, damn, this nigga ain't gonna give me the time of day I want. No, I'm not. Because there's a whole lot of niggas out here that say they willing to take it somewhere, but they really ain't. I'm one of the nicest, most respectful, out the way men that I know, that I didn't see. And I guarantee you, 95 of the niggas that do all this hooping and hollering ain't willing to go where I'm willing to go if we get to that level. I guarantee you, you not. I'm the type of nigga that'll sleep in the bushes to come get you. If I'm in that mindset. I'm the type of nigga that'll get cool with your sister. Just so when you come in the house, you see me and be like, oh shit. I'm that type of nigga. Not because I done did it, because I know where my mind goes when we start talking about life or death. I got stuff to lose now. Cassidy said this best. Cassidy is one of my favorite rappers of all time, if not my favorite. He was like, niggas out here ain't playing fair. So even if it's petty, I'll be ready to squeeze. For for a long time, I never got that line. But the minute I understood where he was coming from, I was like, he right. Because honor, loyalty, respect, one-on-ones, all that shit gone. That is a bygone generation. Niggas is like, shoot people, ask questions later. Folks over here dying because of disagreements that if two men or two women or one man and one woman or one woman and one man or whatever sat down and talked about this, it could have been resolved. But these people in the grave because of that. I got a wife and a son. And if any nigga or female try to take me from these people, I don't know how dog I'm gonna go. My wife done seen a snippet of that side of me. And the look that was in her eyes when she seen that was pure fear. Because it wasn't shit she could do to stop me from doing what I wanted to do. The only reason I stopped is because I recognized the fear that was in her eyes. That's why I don't participate in beefs online or off. I'd rather let you have it, bro. If you believe you won, cool. I'm going to let you have it. Because if it get to that point where this darkness start trying to overcome me, if it overcome me, ain't no telling what I'm going to do. And I prefer for that to stay as far away as possible 
from me and the people that I love. So because of that, I choose not to participate in beefs or stuff escalating out of control. I'm addressing this because me and CJ had a situation. And once again, I don't know when this could drop or if it's gonna drop. But by the time y'all hear this, this situation probably be long over with. But the point is, this situation has gotten so out of hand in my estimation because all of this shit could be resolved with conversation. And the fact that you got guys talking shit, not even knowing what the fuck they talking about, really bothers me, bro. And I can't be in a mental healthy space where I have to continuously hear my name, my partner's name, continuously being brought up in some bullshit. Because it sends me to a place that I don't like. Not to say that words just get me. It's just when I'm constantly hearing shit that I know is a lie, or when I constantly hear niggas calling me and my partner bitch-ass niggas snakes, it's like... My nigga, you don't know you talking to two of the realest people you will ever meet. And you don't want to find out how real we are. And I'm not saying this is no threat, as no Ted's on here beating his chest. I'm trying to tell y'all why I try to resolve issues before they get to that point. Bruh, I'm not Rambo. I'm not no thug. I'm not no murderer, bro. I'm trying to be the most law-abiding citizen ever because I'm not trying to spend no time in jail. I'm not trying to go to hell. But I know if I'm pushed to that point, I don't see nothing. But I got to finish this nigga before he finished me. And I know it's a lot of men... Even some women, they might hear this and be like, man, Tay is tripping. No, I'm not. It's some men that's like, bro, you preaching. Man, bro, I didn't have to, I didn't have to calm myself down, bro. I didn't have to talk to my mama, my sister, my brother, my pops to get me off that lid. I'm not different from y'all, bro. I'm not coming on this joint talking about how much better I am. I still suffer from this pushed in the background complex. What I mean by that is, once again, if you listen to this podcast, you know I was bullied pretty much all my school life. So I never felt like I was enough. I never felt like my voice meant anything. And honestly, that still has plays on me now. I won't get into that, but it does. So because of that, I've always felt like I could never fight back or I could never speak up. Not realizing until I got way older was the fact that if I just would have stood up and said something, whether I got my ass beat or not, would have showed these niggas, hey, bro, it ain't finna be an easy get over here. Yeah, you might do it, nigga. I can't check a leak. You might check me all day, but I guarantee you, you ain't putting your goddamn hands on. And that's one of the things, if I could go back and change from my school years, I would. 
Even if I got my ass whooped in every fight, I would let these niggas know, bro, it's not finna be an easy go over here. I might get whooped every time, but I guarantee you niggas gonna be like, bro, at least tell your fault. Because of that, because of my unwillingness to go back to that mindset, sometimes I feel like I jump out the window prematurely. Not because I'm looking for static, but because I never want to be in that spot again. Especially now that I got a little boy looking up to me. And this ain't no liquid courage or I pump myself up to look good in front of my boy. It's because I realized all I had to do was tell them niggas no or swing at one of them and that shit would have stopped. But see, it took me almost 20 some years to realize the strength in no and the strength is if you don't stop, I'm beating your ass. That's why I refrain so much from conflict. Not because I'm scared of the results, because I'm scared of where I could take it if the results ain't favorable or if after we do that, it's still going. Cause now I want blood. And I ain't talking about mine, nigga. I'm talking about yours. Maybe your mama's. Maybe your daddy's, your grandma's. I don't know if I'ma stop. That's why I never want to get in these situations where niggas beefing online, bringing my name up, bringing my partner name up. Bruh, I don't engage in this shit. I didn't become a podcaster to start beefing with niggas. I didn't become a YouTube content creator to start beefing with niggas. I came on these two platforms. Me and CJ came on these two platforms to get a message out to young men, to men, and to women and young women that things can be better in our community than they are now. That was the whole point of the 5100 podcast. Me and CJ said this from day one. We ain't beefing with none of these niggas. Because at the end of the day, that's not what we here for, and that's not helping us. CJ can go dog, I can go dog. If we go dog together, it's a problem. Because now, we ain't listening to nobody but each other. And I'm not trying to get there, and CJ not trying to get there. CJ has a daughter that looks up to him. I have a son and a wife that looks up to me to make the best decision. So I try to do that every single day on top of work, on top of podcasting, on top of bitches, and on top of niggas. So the further I stay away from these situations, the better. Am I sitting up here saying I'm going to go the rest of my life with no conflict? Hell no, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, I got to understand, and I do understand, how much conflict tears the fire can take before it's time for him to remove himself fully. Because I know if I jump deeper into it, it's problems. And I'm not talking about for me. I'm talking about for them niggas or them females, whoever step out of line. Because see, I used to believe, I ain't gonna say used to, I still believe in honor, respect, shooting the one-on-one, shooting the fair one. I still believe in that. But see, y'all 
The niggas don't. Watching movies like Gladiator and Rome was the highest plateau of men. Honor, respect, duty. Them guys fought to the death one-on-one. And after one of them died, they would salute him or praise him for being such a great warrior. Niggas out here getting shot from behind without even having a chance to defend themselves. And the excuse is, oh, nigga, you stupid for even going out there. You should have had your thing on you. Well, shit, if we agreed to a one-on-one fist fight, why would I need my gun? And see, that's what bothers me. Guys like Taz Defy would be the first nigga shot down at some beef. Because my mindset is, oh, bro, we about to fight. And as soon as I walk up to this nigga, he pull out a shotgun and blow me in peace. That's why I refrain from this stuff, bro. I can take it as low as a nigga willing to take it, but I don't want to. Because, see, if I do it, I got to live with the guilt of, bro, I snuck this nigga. I'm a coward. But, see, a lot of niggas nowadays don't look at that as being a coward. They look at it as a badge of honor. Man, I don't do no fighting, bro. This nigga ran up on me and I just dropped him. See, that's what I call cowards. A lot of y'all now, uh, I'm speaking to the young brothers here. Young men, listen to me. A lot of y'all have been fed this false narrative of what a man is and what real honor and respect is. Honor and respect ain't about how many bodies you got. Honor and respect is about how many bodies you avoided to get. See, that's why I don't look at a lot of men as men. Because a lot of niggas run to prove to other niggas and to other women that they tough. I try to prove to myself that I can avoid having to be tough. That's the difference between me, guys like me and CJ, compared to a lot of y'all other niggas. I'm trying to prove that I can de-escalate this situation without putting my hands on it. Without neither one of us ending up in jail, ending up in the hospital, or ending up in a grave. That's where I get my victory. And if that's me being a coward, if that's me being uh, scary, hey, brother, I don't give a damn what your title is. I'm alive. And I'm not saying that I ain't willing to get down. I'm just going to do everything in my power not to. Because you niggas don't have respect. You niggas don't know what loyalty is. You don't know what honor is. Because I could have an argument with a nigga right now. And if we both agreed to fight, no guns, no weapons, hand to hand, I'd be willing to go down and fight with any nigga they got a problem with. Any one of them. And I don't got no problem with nobody. I'm just using this as an example. But see, I can't have that mindset in 2022. Because a lot of these niggas don't understand what two hands or two feet to an ass do for you no more. That is what makes you a man. That is what teaches you if you missed a bad ass 
or sit your ass down. Them two different things. And I'm fine with being Mr. Sit Your Ass Down. But I guarantee you, you gonna know and we gonna find out together who is who. That's why I don't get involved in beats, bro. That's why I try to stay away from conflict. Not because I'm fearful of it. It's because I don't know where the fuck I'ma go if it get out of control. I got too much shit to lose, bro. I love my wife. I love my son. I love my mother and father and my brothers and sisters and my brother CJ. These are people that I love and would die for. If it's any problems with any of them and they say, Tez, I need you to ride with me, I'm out the door. But if it's something that I can avoid, or even if it's something I can talk them off of, I'm going to do that first before I say, let's go. Because you ain't got number one life. You got one life to live. Ain't no reset button. Ain't no extra men. You can't drop in a quarter and get more time. When your clock strike 12, nigga, you mean your maker up or down. If you don't believe, if you believe in reincarnation and all that shit, hey, that cycle of your life over with and it's on to the next. But I love my surroundings. I love the people that's in my circle and it's very small. And I'm doing everything in my power to spend as much time around these people as I can. Because I don't know how much time I got with them. So I'ma do everything in my power not to accelerate that fucking clock. And part of that is staying away from conflict and making sure if I can avoid it, I will. But I will say this. If I ever get to that point, everybody that hears this podcast, pray for me and pray for the people that's in my sight because I don't know how far I'm willing to go but I guarantee you that's farther than them niggas willing to go so look I'm gonna wrap this thing up I'm not speaking about nobody in particular I'm just giving y'all another piece of Ted's Defy that's what we do on this podcast we talk about a lot of subjects, but who is the bigger muse to use than me? And when CJ come on here and do his solos, than him. I don't have as much experience in CJ lifestyle as CJ does. He don't have as much experience in my lifestyle as I do. So because I know Tez Defy more than anybody, I'm going to give y'all a little piece of Tez to find the way that he thinks. That's my therapy. And I just want to let y'all know, honor, duty, and respect still exist. And this is one of the brothers that it resides in. Unless you get me to that side. So y'all, look, I'm going to wrap this thing up. So for you got Tez to find one half, of the 5100 podcast. We out.